everybody. What's up? I'm Sarah the Rebel. And I'm Mo Katrina. And this is One, One Up Podcast. Podcast. Welcome back. We missed you. If you're new here, this is a podcast where two crazy cat ladies talk about geeky stuff and feminist stuff and diversity. And sometimes we have friends we're going to introduce you to in a moment. Uh, and every other Wednesday at 8 p.m., we run down our favorite nerdy news of the week, then share some pic chicks. Chick pics with, with you. Chick, chick, uh, And then we go on to our main topic before we answer questions at the end. Yes, for returning fans, welcome back. Uh, if you are listening to us in the future Whoa. on allgames.com or iTunes, hello, future man. <laughs> Today's guest is Ashley Robinson. She's an actress Yay. and she's really cool. She's a host and she's like a superhero expert. Hello. Hello, hello. 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 How have you been? I've been tired. <laughs> I've been tired. <laughs> <laughs> also tired. Also very tired. So, um, what are some things that you work on? Tell them a little bit about yourself. Um, I'm the co-host of the Geek History Lesson podcast with Jason Amon of DC All Access fame. Uh, this week our episode's on Vixen, so you want to go and listen to that. And Yay. on Jawin on YouTube, J-A-W-I-I-N, I host Girl and Supergirl and the Asian Carter Review Show that Sarah was on last I was on that. Week. Yay! And we had a super fun, happy time. Um... I do the Red Shirt Diaries web series, so if you like Star Trek, come check it out. And I'm in an Intel commercial with Jim Parsons that you can see all over the world. So, so famous. Some places you can find me. Look at this. We're, we're, we're getting some pretty famous. I know. People. We're starting to pick <laughs> up. Oh, we're in our guest <laughs> You guys are moving with it. We're getting famous now. If your demographic is 40-year-old white men, then yes. Well, <laughs> it just so happens that it is. Now it is. Uh, so today we're talking about superhero television. We know we're definitely talking about Agent Carter and Legends of Tomorrow, and we're possibly talking about things like Supergirl, Arrow, Flash. I think all those things are going to come up, mm -hmm. um, so stick around. But before that, it's time for Newsflash. I can do the things. Wait, I thought it was like light bulbs for Newsflash. Like, oh, Newsflash. I started doing chick pics first, and I was like, chit, chit, chit. And that's not right. So close. <laughs> so close. What, uh, episode 20, we're going to really get our stuff together. This is episode 21. <laughs> You're legal to drink! <laughs> Yay! Yes. Uh, episode 25, we'll really get our shit together. <laughs> Older to rent a car. No, yes. I, I think, I like your original statement. <laughs> episode 20, where we're going to get our shit together. In the past. We're going back. We're all time babies now. Yes, we back are. On. Woo! Good. We're exactly what Doctor Who needs on Amazon. Exactly. Um, so, first of all, we should talk about Deadpool. Oh, yes. Um, so, for anyone who has not seen Deadpool and does not want spoilers, uh, mute us. I'll do this when we're done talking about it. Mm -hmm. But I guess we can give a little, before that, uh, we could maybe give a little non-spoilery bit first. Like, just like, yes, no, go see it and go not. So, my yeah. vote is go see it. Yes. We're all in long agreements. Okay, now mute us while we talk about Deadpool. Okay, so, <laughs> heads and thoughts. First of all, it's really awesome that they've managed to smash the box office stuff for yes. R-rated films well, and just in general. nothing mm. else is out right now. I mean, that's true. <laughs> that just reminds me of a headline I saw. Everything else that's out. That just reminds me of a headline I saw from a, a site I won't mention. <clears throat> um... Uh, that said, Deadpool has just smashed uh, Star Wars box office record numbers. And then I open it, and it's Deadpool has smashed Star Wars box office numbers in that Russia. Week? Oh, in uh. <laughs> oh, okay. In Russia. So that losses love. Like go right Russia. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, yes, for, for other geeks, 
as far as what movies mm-hmm. are out, but like mm-hmm. Kung Fu Panda came out, that That's other true. love movie came out, like for as far as what women should have been going to see in the movie theater, mm-hmm. Deadpool should not have done as well as it did with women. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, there is a moment though where he looks at the camera and kind of insults the female audience, which I thought was like that's my main knock against the movie. Oh, I have a few. Go ahead and uh, what what is that moment? So he looks at the camera and he goes, "Yeah, I know your boyfriend told you that this was a superhero movie, blah 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 blah." And I'm like, "Do you really want to insult 51% of the world's population?" Right. Yeah. Well, here was my thought when I watched that. <laughs> Bitch, no, you told me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> commercial. You told me this was a romantic ass movie. Right. I've seen that billboard on Right. No, no, you said that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I found that annoying. And then also, so my biggest problem with the movie is that a huge major plot point revolves around him being ugly mm-hmm. yeah and it's like wow i hope no burn victims are fucking watching this shit because you don't even look that bad bro mm-hmm. first of all second of all being ugly is not the worst thing in the world third of all she's a prostitute <laughs> do you know what she fucks <laughs> like she will have sex with anything anyone no matter how bad they smell how terrible they taste if they drool on her how old they are how thick they are how skinny they are it doesn't matter she's a prostitute so you're really worried that your prostitute girlfriend won't Sleep with you because you're ugly now? For the TJ Miller's way weirder looking than burn victim, cancer ridden Wade Wilson. Yes. And he's playing opposite him in that scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, then, and also, just it could have been done differently. Mm-hmm. When they had that moment where everyone kind of shuns him, I understand mm-hmm. it's a funny film, it's R rated film, but they could have had some depth to it as well with yeah. them actually addressing that. Mm-hmm. You know, like this is what it feels like to be somebody who doesn't look the same to be disfigured. They could have gone somewhere with that. Maybe even dived into the fact that this wasn't about him being upset that he was ugly. It was about change in relationships. Wait, let me be the internet. Um, it's Deadpool. Why are you expecting death? Right. <laughs> um, except that Deadpool is always surprisingly deep to me. That's the biggest thing. Okay, so Alicia Grasso, my previous editor-in-chief, wrote a really great essay on, like, the points that everyone is missing with Deadpool. It's not just that he's, like, Looney Tunes and fourth wall breaking, but in that the reason behind how crazy he is is very deep (laughs) and the reasoning behind why Deadpool does everything isn't because he's lol so random it's there are a lot of freaking reasons and there's a lot of story behind that that nobody freaking gets Mm -hmm. so like I, I was kind of disappointed with that with the movie because it actually had so much story to tell and it didn't yeah, so I, outside of those. Yes, <laughs> I can agree with you. I feel like they probably had to cut some things down as mm-hmm. well. Like, it kind of got that vibe. Like, there were threads where I was like, you didn't really pursue that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I love the movie. I want to say again, this was a great movie. It was very fun. But it, of course, just like anything, you know, it had its flaws too. And my goddamn prayer mm-hmm. is that they improve on it for the second one instead of like, we need to appeal to more people, so we're going to not. Yeah, my, my biggest fear is that Hollywood's going to take the wrong message away from this. Not that, oh, we can do R-rated superheroes. Like, where's the R-rated Wolverine movie? That's all you have to do to make him <laughs> compelling, because the last one was the least Wolverineiest movie I've ever seen. I do believe the next one is R-rated, Old Man Logan. Supposedly. So, supposedly. It's not as, as super confirmed R-rated as the nitty-gritty Superman and Batman movie. I've got to read a few comments real quick, because <laughs> our comments are actually nasty <laughs> great this time. He's not called Depth Pool. <laughs> That's what Intermethia said. That's good. Uh, That's great. Derek said, I closely identify with the parts where people recoiled from his ugly. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Kale Hart, Katrina's laughing. She hates you. What? Um, Thomas the Dank Engine 66 
to talk about the masturbation slipper. I thought it was really funny that they went that far. Like, even for an R-rated movie, they very rarely go the baby hand. that far. <laughs> right, I was just like, wow, this is... Is far. Well, also, we you only, jerked off a unicorn. We only got one. We only got one male wiener, so we could still retain that R-rated. And it wasn't even fun wiener. Where it was, was creepy wiener. Where was the male wiener? When they're when he's fighting with Ajax and everything's burning down, and he gets stabbed through with the rebar. Mm-hmm. There's a scene where they pull out, and he's like slipping down the rebar, and his male wiener is out. I didn't even it's know. Not, so listen, it's not good wiener because of the view. And these old women debating that they don't want to see male dick, which I just... And there was one woman championing, God bless you, whoever the fuck you are. <laughs> I only watched it because Luke Crate had, like, a, a thing on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was one woman who was like, we always get to see women naked. I want to see men naked. I just want equality. All the other women were like, mm, no, I don't want to see it. Get your repressed ass out of there. Sorry. Right. Anyway, no. I know yeah. the viewer's not watching us. I'm going to stop yelling. Yeah. But anyway, they were talking <laughs> about the fact that there was going to be a dick in Deadpool. And I'm watching this whole movie. Where was the dick? <laughs> I didn't see the dick. It's like the opposite of that Flight of the Concord song, Too Many Dicks. There were like not enough dicks in Deadpool. Where I was told there would be dick. You know, I feel, I don't know why, but this reminds me of like, oh God, like a decade ago and it was Colin Firth and they removed Colin dick? They removed a scene from a movie he was in because his dick was too big. Oh. I was like, you <laughs> I don't understand. understand. You're talking about the guy who's like, he's like bullseye or something? He's like mm-hmm. Irish or something. No, yeah, Colin, Colin Firth is the older agent in uh, Kingsman. And he was Mr. Darcy in the BBC. Is that the one you're talking about? And he was the like, hey, the king's Yeah, speech. I remember, because it was like when he was young and hip, and I mean, he's still pretty great looking. He's still really he's hot. He's still really hot. For, I'm like, like, wait, if he I was a big dick, I would fuck him. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. And he, like, apparently Does had, he really like, have a giant dick? Yeah. I thought was, you guys were... Yeah. Judy, Judy Dench called Daniel Craig's dick monstrous, which is my favorite <laughs> thing There's there another big dick actor. Um, he was the guy in Daredevil who had this bullseye on his head. Mm-hmm. That guy, he's Irish. I can't remember. The Daredevil the Ben Affleck the bad one. Oh, I have no idea. I can't remember his name. Chat room, tell us who that is. He, but it was a name like that. Oh, Colin mm-hmm. Farrell? Is that his name? Colin Farrell's... No, no, yeah, yeah, no, it was Colin Farrell that got... I knew it! Colin Farrell not... Yeah, Colin Farrell was the one who was removed from... The scene was removed from the eyebrow guy. Because his dick was too big. Yes, so I believe that because there were rumors from the Playboy Bunny that he was dating that his dick was really big. Yeah, so that's why when he said that, I was like, wait, no, you're talking about this. Yeah, but all girlfriends always say that. No, not to other people. To him, yes, we we will always tell you, your dick is the biggest I've ever had. That's apparently that. Matters <laughs> and to my friends, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna just bring it up. Mm-hmm. Like maybe if somebody else pressure, be like, "What's it like?" I Wait, mean, so if the newspaper, so like if the I don't know, what's a big LA newspaper? LA Times is like, Sarah, how big is this dick? I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be like, I think it is above average. Is what I say if it wasn't big. But if it was big, I'd be like, girl. <laughs> That's a big old dick. And that's how it was said in that magazine about him, so I know it was real. It was oh said God. in the girl that was telling you about a dick. That's this amazing. is dissolved into dick talk. We're sorry. Well, we're, we're not. Deadpool. We're not sorry. Yeah, that's how we were talking. You know, we're talking about Deadpool. I'm sure he'd be His proud. His name's not Dickpool. God. <laughs> Evidently. So close, though. So close. Yes, big Deadpool dick. All right, I'm yes. going to look for some Deadpool dick on uh, Pornhub later. <laughs> later uh, next up, something cheerful and young. Yes, no more digs for a little while. Uh, Renew Young Justice has been a very popular hashtag as of recent because rumors are, t- are starting to swirl that Netflix is going to pick the show up for a third season. Right. 
Um, basically, the guy who wrote it and uh, the guy who wrote Aquaman. What's his name again? Kyle. Kari. 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 Yeah, Kari. And, was a and the guy Yay. who wrote it um, both basically said that people are looking at the numbers, the number of views that um, Young Justice is going to get on Netflix, mm-hmm. and that will determine. So, we got a very important message for you. Go watch Young Justice right the fuck now. Yeah, like, get your grandma right to watch now. it. Put it on your computer while you're watching us, and don't even tell us about it. Like, just go, go do that, okay? Because mm-hmm. I, I need a little more. And then tweet about it. Like, really put yeah, it yeah, out yeah. there. Like, tweet at Netflix and say, like, look, I'm watching this on your on your your subscription service, and I want more. Like, really going out to the studios and 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 tagging them is a big thing that you can you can do to help it out. To be so. like, look, Tim Drake hasn't had a good animated appearance since the 90s. Exactly. Get the fuck on it. Come on. <laughs> um, Come on. So for those of you who haven't been around since the dark ages with me and Katrina, we watched <laughs> Young Justice season 1 together and had a lot of feelings about it and talked about it. Really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. We started pirating season 2 cuz it wasn't on Netflix. <laughs> it didn't happen. We right. Were so yeah. weird. And we were immediately unhappy with it. Um, and, and this was like a whole series of things that we talked about with everybody. So mm-hmm. we are going to watch, uh, season two again, now that's on Netflix, we're going to watch the whole thing, not just the first two episodes mm-hmm. and we're going to live tweet it. Um, uh, we don't have an exact date yet, so follow us on Woman Up Show, um, and we will announce when that is going to happen ahead of time so you guys can watch it along with us. Mm-hmm. But we're really excited because we have strong feelings. Yes. Always. <laughs> but there's Batgirl. It's true. Yay! Yes. I, okay, I can get down with that. Uh, the funniest joke, I think, is in the second season when it's Connor's birthday and they're in college and the girl's wait, like... Wait, spoiler alert! Whoa! Oh, sorry. Um, and she's like, oh, the show's been out for like five years. God, uh, She's like, how old are you turning? And he goes, six. I mean, 21. <laughs> <laughs> um, Superboy's never funny. Superboy, what's funny about Superboy is we hated Superboy in season mm-hmm. one when we were first watching. We were like, write oh, him terribly. I hate him. I hate him. But by the end of that season, we were like, Superboy is <laughs> credited because of Begon and like how how her relationship forms with him like I like him more as she continues to mm-hmm. like him more oh my dad's in the chat room everyone be quiet and don't curse well I probably shouldn't have said thick and nine inches <laughs> Uh, we had a question in the chat that I was answering. Dad completely missed the wiener talk. That's okay. <laughs> We're good. Um, but yeah, it was their relationship that eventually made us love him, and also the fact that his mom and dad are Batman and Superman. You can yeah. see Batman and be like, "Baby, you need to talk to him. You're his father." Just like, he has like a whole scene where he like sits down and he's like, "Look, dude." Well, I have like Superman eight a dick kids. in that show too. Superman is just dick. Superman was such a dick, and Batman was like, "Baby, no." <laughs> He's like, I have so many children, I won't tell you. I raise children all the time. But I get them killed all the I just time. Die only once. Listen, he's like, only once. Is and here. that one sucked anyway. <laughs> that one sucked. The crowbar Aww. was a big improvement, let's be honest. I, I really loved that dynamic of the family and everything. So we're excited to do that live stream, live tweet, whatever. Yes. Uh, speaking of which, we're also going to be doing live streams. We'll give you more info on that soon as well. Wee! Multiracial uh, mantis. Yes. I, I love when I write um, <laughs> topics and I don't explain well enough. Like that time where I was like, so and so is a dick. <laughs> we're like, what is this story about? <laughs> um, so James Gunn actually uh, announced somebody who's coming to uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. And she is Mantis, played by Palm God Bless America. <laughs> My brain literally autocorrected that to porn. Palm Clementif. Clementif? Anyway, Sorry. so I read about the character first, and she's like Vietnamese and German and all this different stuff, 
And then I thought, well, this name, I bet you this woman is just, like, not actually another race. And I scrolled down, and God damn it, if she isn't a multiracial woman. She's, like, Vietnamese <laughs> and all sorts of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you. Do you think she can make pho? Um, I hope so. I can make pho. I don't think. Oh, let's go to the can Guardian really? set and see if she brings pho. Sorry, we gotta go do this. <laughs> we gotta go to Atlanta, guys. Sorry. Hey, look, someone who would have been a like better like option than, um, than what's her name? Emma, Emma, what's her face? Emma, what's This her is face? the girl who I would have cast. If I were Cameron Crowe, I would have cast this girl, um, as my one-fourth Hawaiian Asian girl. Right, that would have made Because that sense. makes more she's sense! Oh, sorry, she's boy. Korean and French-Russian. There mm-hmm. we go. The original she's character Korean. is Vietnamese and German. That's where I got Vietnamese from. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really cool, even though, you know, it's not quite the same mix, it is still the fact that he cast a multiracial actress to play a multiracial character, which does not happen very often. Mm-hmm. But it's still Hollywood, where Korean is close enough to Vietnamese <laughs> right, that, that, <laughs> that we can let that fly. I'll like the Chinese it. actress who played the lead of Memoirs of a Right. I am I am interested in seeing how they uh, differ her design from Gamora since they are both technically green. About Ray, they're green. Again, so again though, like why women of color got to be different colors? Can know, we just like <laughs> can we have a white woman dressed up in all kinds of colors like Nebula? Like that was cool. Nobody complained. Mm-hmm. I think Green Lantern would be a great time to do that because they have a lot of really cool female aliens in mm-hmm. that, like Saronic Natu and Arissa. And Ooh. why not just make them like like Saronic Natu should be someone of Arab descent, and then mm-hmm. Arissa should be someone from South America because that's who they look like. Mm-hmm. And don't paint them orange and pink. Just leave them the way no they are. Painting. <laughs> no colors. Yep. Um, uh, sorry, right, so, I clicked on the wrong thing and now we're all completely lost. <laughs> oh, our final um, piece of news, simply because I've been really excited to talk about it, uh, The Wonderful World of Disney debuted this past week. There were delightful moments such as Dick Van Dyke being rolled out to tap dance on stage. I'm great. Australian. I'm Australian. <laughs> Lots of old men were at The Wonderful World of Disney and one of them was Harrison Ford, who was very oh, cheery. Fuck. Yeah, old as fuck, <laughs> extremely cheery. Like he's like, st- like still in Star Wars press tour mode, where he's like, "I'm just so happy they gave me all the happy pills." No, he's happy he doesn't have to come back. Yeah, no more he's Star like, Wars. he's like, "I'm gonna show you this Disneyland thing I'm never gonna go to." So, yeah. <laughs> so that sh- that show, I didn't know it was coming. Yes. Suddenly, it was just on television. Mm-hmm. Aaron was over. I don't watch TV. And he had it on, and I was like, what is happening? Is that pentatonics? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I just, I have ADD. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I will get nothing done. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, is that pentatonics? He's like, yeah. I was like, who is that douchebag right there? He's like, oh, somebody from Dance with the Stars, I think, maybe. I was like, oh, I just thought he was like some random guy. He's actually like a person I should know. Anyway, so I watched a bit of the show, and the highlight for me was Helen Mirren with that damn hat on. Oh, yeah. Was she not the most perfect, adorable <laughs> old woman that you ever seen? So I love beautiful. it. She it was so cute. So the whole show is basically going around your favorite grandparents, like, the whole time with some, like, dancing young people that nobody cares about. Um, <laughs> but the big moment for me was the debut of all the concept art and uh, and the ideas that are going into Star Wars land. Because when they first announced, like, oh, you're going to pilot the Millennium Falcon, I was like, haha, we're all going to be in the Millennium Falcon, nobody's going to pilot it. You get at the controls. Like, you are there. It is your choice to shoot. And so I'm wondering how they're going to keep people from crashing it, but whatever. So that's just one of the like rides. a flight simulator. Like, every day yeah. you crash, you have to start over again. <laughs> I really hope that's what it Or maybe it would be cool if it was like that um, lock this ride that 
that I wrote it. It's some theme park. I can't mm. help you with it all. Where everyone <laughs> um, got to have different positions mm-hmm. within the ship. And, oh, so like, like someone can go, go on an adventure. adventure and, yeah, yeah, that was really cool. I'd love to see something like that. Someone gets to be chewy and they're just flicking switches. Right. And just like, I don't even know what I'm doing. And then it's like, the instructions like, yell incoherently. Someone's at the top of the gunner and you have to yell back and forth and hope you're loud enough for each other. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. down the hall. No, it's fine. We all have Bluetooth headsets in that you cannot see. Um, So I'm excited about that, but I'm also excited that this looks like, it looks like a completely immersive experience Mm -hmm. that I feel will be completely ruined by the fact that tourists are running around in polo shirts. But there's a a giant marketplace. You can sample the food from Star Wars. So they're making real recipes of edible food. I don't want to eat none of that. You get to, yep, you get to sample the food. (laughs) There is an underground cantina, and there are going to be, like, actors that are just dressed as alien. People are just walking around in his Twi'leks and some droids that are just around. And they is someone that out. pig guy who's like, we don't like you. <laughs> I hope so. I hope I get kicked you get out. You cut off his arm. I hope they try to kick me out of that cantina. Let's see what happens there. So yeah, not only can you go to Star Wars Land, you can get drunk and full of food in Star Wars oh, Land. Man, so nice. That sounds fun. Oh, I don't so think funny. getting drunk in the cantina is that great of an idea, though, if you're surrounded by Because certain drugs... Well, it looks like the curse like, on... Oh my you god, know. where am I? You're angry, you're angry <laughs> drugs. <laughs> Please, don't go into Star into Wars Land on drugs, please. You're just gonna Someone ruin. Someone will. <laughs> just ruin it for everyone. Mommy, why is that person stripping his clothes off and running, screaming? Yes. It happens. <laughs> you know, some people react differently to the cantina. Mm-hmm. And that's why Disneyland's so expensive, because otherwise you just be there every day being a drunk. Being a drunk. All right. Uh, moving on. Ooh. I believe it is time your for. Your you're getting a birthday present. Though. Oh, I'm getting a birthday present because next week's my birthday. Uh, Happy birthday to uh, you. Why the fuck uh, is that your birthday face? <laughs> for anyone uh, listening, let me try to describe that to you. She just turned into a crypt keeper and wiggled. What does that make your totally arbitrary astrological sign? Uh, Pisces. There you go. That's Yay. why we get along so well. Fishy. Because you're a, a fish and I'm a mergoat. And we journey the sea together. <laughs> this is how Murgot's food. Murgot sounds like some like horrible Armenian or Greek dish. Oh, I present you today with the Murgot. It is seasoned lightly with basil. And the, right, and it comes with like a fern in his sleeve. See, the, I would be very confused about whether or not I could eat Murgot, because technically it's a mammal, but it's a fish. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. You know, it's probably not important. Uh, (laughs) We're talking about Star Wars food. Who knows what's in there? So Many Murgoats. Guess what time it is. Sloth Cats. Huh? Oh, it's time for Chick Picks. Chick Picks. Yeah. For those of you who are new, if you're new, I hope you're still here. If you're new, Chick Picks is where we talk about something cool we think you should check out that's either by a woman, for a woman, features a woman. It's just got to have a chick in it, man. Um, So the first thing I'm going to share is a hashtag for you to search online. It is 29 Days of Black Cosplay. Woo! It has been really fun. Uh, So a lot of people who are not black and not of color might say, well, why do we need 29 Days of Black Cosplay? Isn't this racist to just point out black cosplayers, blah, blah, blah. Let me explain a little bit personal experience why I really love the 29 Days of Black Cosplay hashtag that happens every year. Um, I very rarely get to see black cosplayers on my feed. Mm-hmm. I generally see white or Asian cosplayers on my feed. Sometimes in blackface. Uh, yes. Awesome. I see people um, who look a specific way constantly being shared as, look at this amazing cosplay, look at this amazing cosplay. 
Um, and in the meantime, my friends who are of color and dress up as cosplay go to shows and get called the black version of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's hurtful and it's weird because like white people, we don't call you the white version of Sailor Moon when you Sailor Moon. Like that's just weird. <laughs> um, so I really enjoy it because it fills my feed up with people that we don't normally get to see mm-hmm. and it normalizes it and it says, hey guys, guess how many of us there are? We are all over the place. We are doing all sorts of things and don't you dare say that black people aren't nerds. So. That is why I like it, and you should go look it up. And um, BlackGirlNerds.com also has, like, I think they're every single day they're posting uh, somebody, so you should check them out as well. Nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, so my first recommendation is Blaster's new Fangirl channel. It's a brand new vertical from Blaster uh, with some of our, our very good friends of the show. Uh, Sam Mags, who wrote the Fangirl's Guide to the Galaxy, is going... Geek Girl Diva, who is this massive news personality. I know her. I love her. I am in love with her. Um, and she's like the <laughs> sweetest lady in the world. Oh no, she'd be like, I'm in love with you too. Um, but yeah, it's a brand new YouTube channel. Just search Fangirl with two R's, and you you should be able to follow it. Think, things are kicking up, I believe, next week, and there are going to be some amazing contributors. So if you're looking for even more fangirling, you can go check that out. Yeah. Yes. Wee. Um, did you end up coming up with a chick pic? I do. I have one, and I didn't put it in the show notes, so I'm really professional. Oh, it's that. cool. It. Uh, next Wednesday, DC is launching their DC Superhero Girls line, Woo! and I was super fortunate that I got to read an advanced reader's copy of Wonder Woman at Superhero High, the young adult novel written by Lisa Yi, a person of color, and a female writer, and it's fucking awesome. And I've been oh, looking good. forward to this line since last year, and all the Barbies are coming right. out, and I'm going to go spend my whole paycheck on, like, 20 <laughs> Barbie dolls. Yeah. And I just think that they're doing a really great job at bringing diversity into it. And someone said to me, they were like, well, everyone bitches about we don't have women in this, 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 like the, the Ray toys at Target. Mm-hmm. But nobody's bitching about, like, we don't have any men in DC uh, gr- superhero girls. And I was like, yeah, but we created that line... We, I don't work at DC, hey. because we need it, because women aren't in, like, right. fuck mm-hmm. all. And in that book, I made a list of 57 Easter eggs. There are, like, 20 male characters in there who are a very prominent part of the school. They're integral characters. They do mm-hmm. important things. Right. So I think that not only is it full of ladies, written by an awesome lady, but it has some stuff for your little boys, too, right. if you have to think of it that way. If you're gendered as shit. Yeah. Please, um, yeah, like, first off, don't tell your little boy that a woman can't be his hero. Like, yeah. that's ridiculous. Like, almost every little boy who is lucky enough to have a mother looks up to his mother as right. a hero. So that, on its own, you're, you, your boy as a hero. Right. So, yeah. So, yeah, I love that line. Yes. <laughs> I'm really happy it's getting made. I hope it does well. Mm-hmm. I think it will because there's no other outlet for it. For yeah. girls who want these heroes, they don't have, the, like, we can't buy the action figures. Mm-hmm. I'm really concerned because every time I go into a Target, I start to buy Barbies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's no one to tell me no. I have my own money. And it is a That's problem. Right. So, mm-hmm. it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a problem. Probably just not I, just, go I want a picture of you like holding ten. Just of like them ten Barbie. Like, <laughs> my mom is shipping me my action figures next month after I finish moving. And just like, oh. Are they at the point where they just like take everything out of our home? Yes, my mom has reached that point. Yeah, yes. that's why my home has become this. Yeah, because she made me take a lot home this time, and I was like, oh, mine gradually sent me boxes every couple of weeks, mm-hmm. like, every couple of months, and they're just like, here's your crap, like. Well, my favorite thing is that my mom had a miscommunication with me when I told her to get rid of all the furniture. Yeah. She didn't believe me or something, or she forgot. She might have forgotten. Mm-hmm. We're alike in a lot of ways. <laughs> uh, so as I'm cleaning up, I found a potato. <laughs> now, Wait. Now. Wait. 
I, a Mr. Potato Head or an actual an, Let me finish. <laughs> I've had a potato. I wow. moved away from Virginia four years ago. I came from college. I put all of my college shit in the garage. I told Mama to get rid of all of it. She said, on it. Mm-hmm. It was a four-year-old potato. And I picked it up, and it was a potato. And I was like, what? And then it crumpled into white dust. <laughs> <laughs> like, moving it disturbed whatever was preserving it. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Potato. I, don't know I think the only, on from that. the only massively useless... Th- oh, I got, I've, got, I've got something bad. Uh, the only massively useless thing I was ever sent, Dad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my, my sister used to really like um, Kingdom Hearts, like, yaoi stuff. Mm-hmm. And so they thought it was mine <laughs> because I really liked anime as a kid. And they sent me this, like, folder oh full of, like, gay dudes from Kingdom uh-huh. Hearts. And I was like, like, I don't want they just like cuddling. They were like humping and stuff. It wasn't like naked humping, but it was like, whoa. Um, I like that your parents were like, this is fine. Oh, this is whatever. Let's send it to the kids. Um, So then I tried to give it back to my sister, and now she doesn't like gay people. So I just threw it all away. Dad, correct that, please. Um, (laughs) So another cool thing that I found uh, was actually a folder full of all of my Dragon Ball Z uh, backstory that I had created, which mm. took up two giant folders. Nice. Where I created a whole extra sets of characters and worlds, and they all had their own spirit animal, and they all had a specific weapon, and they all had a crest, and it was it was extremely detailed. <laughs> <laughs> I can fully recommend moving to a different country to not have your parents send you that shit, because the shit was like, ridiculous. <laughs> My mom's still in the closet. <laughs> I, you know, for, for just to smooth things over, Dad, I do appreciate that you're sending my stuff. That's like the <laughs> only thing that you have said that's just been like, what? <laughs> this don't, what do I do with this? Somebody in the chat room just said you killed Mr. Potato. <laughs> I, I killed him dead. All right, I next I stabbed him with pick. my potato knife. I stabbed him nine times. <laughs> uh, so my next chick pick is um, the Gibbs sisters. They are writers, and um, they're working on a Kickstarter that is going to come out tomorrow. So I can't give you the link to the Kickstarter yet, but I'm going to give you the link to a story about them so you can remember to go and click on the Kickstarter link tomorrow. But um, basically, they're doing a crowdfunder for the invention of E.J. Whitaker, which is a story that follows the adventures of a young African-American female inventor whose latest uh, creation, a flying machine, causes a stir in the dawn of the 20th century. Ooh. Uh, the Gibbs sisters are known for, for their work, for writing. They, uh, they do a lot of freelancing and stuff like that. So they've already got a lot of people excited about this Kickstarter when it starts. So be a part of something and help uh, fund it, because I want to read it. My second chick pick is uh, Edgar Allan Poe's Murder Mystery Dinner Party. Um, And it stars some really cool people. If you guys are uh, a fan of the Lizzie Bennet Diaries, uh, Ashley Clement and, uh, or Ashley Clements and Mary Kate Wiles are in this. But it is basically Edgar Allan Poe decides to get all of his friends together because in the storyline he has friends and likes people. (laughs) Uh, and they get together for a dinner party, and it turns into a murder mystery, and it looks really cool. The Kickstarter just started out, and I think it's worth checking out. Nice. It's exciting. They've mm-hmm. made a lot of great stuff, so yes, I'm sure have. it will be good. Mm-hmm. Um, my next one is that Ashley Eckstein, I've never tried to say her name before, but she does her universe, um, and, and she, she also voices... Ahsoka Tanya! Ahsoka Lives! Hashtag, um, it's so Is that your hashtag symbol? That was just the... <laughs> uh, 
choo choo. Such Power Rangers. I'm just like choo 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 choo. Oh, <laughs> I, I thought we were BDT. Okay, Word. anyway, uh, I shared an article, uh, a link for you guys in the chat um, to check out the interview with her because it was very interesting um, just hearing from somebody who's been able to become such a force in the geek world uh, mm -hmm. and really achieve her dreams and now is helping other people achieve their dreams, but I won't tell you how because I'm trying to achieve it first and I don't want you to steal my glory. Yay. Anyway, <laughs> Katrina knows what I'm talking about. Yep, I'm um, trying to do the same thing. Hashtag. <laughs> Wait, let me move One of those will work. Yeah, yeah, we did Yay! It. Okay, cool. Um, <coughs> there you go. Uh, and then my third uh, chick pick is something that actually just started today, or that I just discovered today. Uh, my friend Kathleen Smith on Twitter leads the Fangirl Health Chat every Wednesday at oh, 5 p.m. No yeah, and it was so cool. It's like, Thank it's about <laughs> fangirling and, and mental health, and it's like, it, it's kind of just... It, it's a breakdown of how like your fandom can either assist or or hurt your mental health, and I think it's really cool. Um, so if you're feeling down about yourself and you're like a fangirl or a fanboy, go read the tag because it's really reassuring. It makes you understand yourself a little bit more, and it's just nice to hear from other people like you, you know. So yeah, this is how I help with my health. That's how Cuddling she does it. Blinders? Yes. <laughs> I don't want to see. see. No. I don't want to know. No haters. I don't want to see the no haters. haters. <laughs> um, it, it's it's so interesting to me how many um, people who are really big into fandom uh, and vocal about it also have um, mental health issues that they're willing to talk about. Mm -hmm. I think it's a very in some I'm sure they talk about it more in that chat, but in some ways very healthy to see that there are so many other people. Um, for example, anxiety is a very easy one. So mm -hmm. many people have anxiety. And I think it just helps everyone a little bit to know that they're not a crazy person who can't control mm -hmm. themselves. It's like, no, this is an actual thing, and there are tons of other people who have the same thing, and mm -hmm. here are some tips for dealing with it. And hey, also, want to talk about Harry Potter? Yeah. Um, well, I can be, awesome. It can be inspiring when it's like when it's someone who you like and you look up to, you can be like, mm -hmm. oh, well, they did this, so mm -hmm. I can do this, too, because we have the same... Right. Mm -hmm. Like, problem, like, however you want to phrase right. that. Like, Will Wheaton and uh, the guy from Supernatural, um, they both talk about their depression openly, and I mm -hmm. think that's really important and really helpful. Yeah. So, yay. Yes. Uh, so, now it is finally time for the main topic. We got a little sidetracked there with the dick talk and everything. Um, but our main topic is here, and it's also known as Heads, Heads Up! up! I made up the symbol for that. Yay. Heads up. Wait, that's rude, Sarah. Heads up. <laughs> um, so, because we're slightly running out of time, I want to kind of dive into Agent Carter. Because yes. it's going yes. on right now, and yes. we all care about it a lot. Mm -hmm. um, so, small lead up for it, for anyone who doesn't know, Agent Carter is a show about Peggy Carter. She is a character from Captain America, the first Avenger. Uh, who is awesome and kick-ass and a spy. Mm -hmm. And this is season two. In season one, she uh, was in New York, and she was trying to... Shut up, Bailey. <laughs> he likes Bailey really likes me. <laughs> uh, she was trying to establish herself as um, a capable worker. <laughs> I hope you guys can't hear Bailey. Bailey's like, oh, you got to the main topic? Well, I have so much to say. Bailey, do you want to talk about Peggy Carter? Bailey, Bailey, Bailey. Okay, Bailey. Hopefully that worked. Um, <laughs> sometimes if you say his name three times, like Beetlejuice, he disappears in a puff of fur. <laughs> um, basically about her trying to prove herself and prove that she was just as capable as the guys, which was a weird choice because, you know, she did that in the movie. Yeah. Already. I mean, once you're just as capable as Captain America of solving problems, you know, you kind of already made it. Well, right. And then season two is retreading a lot of ground that we mm -hmm. thought we'd been had been made up in season mm -hmm. one. Right. So, um, 
Let's talk some some positive things that we like about the show first. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, especially with this season, I really, really, really love the villain. She, mm-hmm. Whitney Frost, is so complex. Uh, she's on her way. She is. She's not even officially Madame Mask yet. But uh, throughout the whole series, she's been the number one thing that I've wanted to see every episode right. because she's so multifaceted and almost you almost feel sympathetic for her. In certain ways, until, like, the whole thing with Wilkes happens, and then you're like, oh, no, he's a good person. She's just really terrible. Um, but I really love the portrayal. I think it's so fantastically done. I think it really pulls at your heartstrings while also you're, like, battling with yourself because it's like, this person is very obviously, like, lusting for power, but she's so honest and human right. in her feelings. I, I almost feel like she's not so much lusting for power as she's lusting for knowledge. Yes. And yes. I can so much understand that because mm-hmm. she was denied it mm-hmm. for so long. The, they show a flashback, which is amazing. Her flashback was far superior to Peggy's flashback. Yes. <laughs> um, where they show her as somebody who's always been smart, always been able to be an engineer and to put mm-hmm. things together, but she's poor and it's the Dust Bowl era and she just needs to use her face to get what she wants. And so she's constantly denied acceptance for her intelligence and is instead has to kind of use her looks to get what she wants which is knowledge and mm-hmm. more and more and more knowledge and, and without a filter to say maybe I shouldn't do this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love Jason Wilkes played by Reggie Austin this season Yay. something I think was missing from the first season was they did a lot of addressing of women and the way that females were treated in the workplace which you're like oh things haven't changed great right. this is 1946 uh, but they didn't deal a lot with, like, particularly African-American people in mm-hmm. the United States of America, and this time we got a chance to address that. But I think it's such a good actor that even in the moments where it seems a little bit weird that you're like, oh, but Roxanne, pseudo-Roxanne, or Isodine, mm-hmm. maybe wouldn't have hired you. You're just like, well, I don't really care. But then it, it makes it weird for the rest of the world because you have him and, and you can accept why he's there and you can accept what happens to him and stuff but then um, like these past two episodes there's a scene in a hospital and the doctor's Asian right? Mm-hmm. and you're like not in the United States of America in 1947 if this is the way we're treating a black character right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I really love that he is presented as a love interest for Peggy it's not a problem for her mm-hmm. and I ship it so hard yeah. and I like that um, Anna Jarvis's wife is also just uh, Jarvis great. Everybody delightful else, and, and, um, and what's his name you know Stark <laughs> they're all, that guy. Um, they're they all accept him as the person that he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know they could have done that cheesy thing of having somebody be like, "Hey, hey boy, Howard, yeah, yeah, like." But they mm-hmm. they ch- didn't do that, and I really appreciated that. Um, about the show. I also like the display of, even in, in that era, uh, uh, initially of Peggy not even understanding her privilege as opposed to mm-hmm. Jason's, where... Especially as an English person, I thought uh, it was yeah. very, very poignant. When when they went into that, that diner, and it was like, I don't serve your kind here, and Peggy was like, what do you mean? And what, what? And so, it, like, it, she, it wasn't like, oh, what do you mean? He's black? Is that why? It was Peggy not really realizing why... She was. They were being talked that to that right. way until like they went outside, and he was like, "That's how it is." It's also right. because slavery had been abolished in England, and I don't know if it was officially abolished in the states until the. 50s? So it was abolished, <laughs> but it was still the um, segregation, segregation mm-hmm. up until uh, basically the sit-ins and everything like that mm-hmm. in the fifties. Surprise! Uh, social justice history lesson. Yay! Yay. Um, 
I agree, I agree, and I, I love that, because yes, in England it's very different, because mm-hmm. um, my mom, you know, here I am, <laughs> <laughs> and it, so, it, it, and she always kind of had that problem adjusting to that in America, the, the specific racism that we have, now England has racism, please mm. don't get me wrong, but they have their own brand, and it's different, it's usually <laughs> against Pakistani and Indian people, because way to go, England, good job. Yeah. Um, You've been those Brindian people all over the place. <laughs> it's my favorite word. Um, I've got all the races in me. Uh, <laughs> you can be this beautiful if your parents decide to be Afro-Universe. See what happens when you mix your babies. Mix your baby. Uh, forget about the baby. I, what I loved most about that scene was that he bought the donut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because that could have been a scene where she's like, no, absolutely, and I'm going to kick his... But this is not a fantasy mm-hmm. uh, of, like, what we wish would have happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This was, you know, they were trying to show realistically the kind of struggles that black people would go through during that time. Mm-hmm. And the truth is, that's how it would have ended. She needed to buy that donut. So he bought it. And it was just mm-hmm. like, this is how it is. Sometimes I feel like they're too laissez-faire about it. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone's sort of like you mentioned with the doctor. Like, mm-hmm. sometimes I wish they would dive into it more. Um, you know, but well, I... Well, it is the Marvel Universe where at a certain right. point where we are a little bit cleaner than... Right. But mm. on the other hand, they the guys who originally um, created Peggy Carter, uh, McFeely and Marcus, uh, Stephen McFeely and Christopher Marcus, there we go. I'm like, I know wow. their first names. Um, nice. They... You <laughs> <laughs> I wrote the book uh, on season one. You should go buy it. Anyway, tell them to make her write the book for season two. They actually talked about the Tuskegee experiments and stuff, which were going on around that time. And they would like to, one day, if not in, they they mentioned that they wanted to try to do this. I don't know if they uh, succeeded in getting any of that into the show. But they had mentioned that they would love to touch on that because that's very racially charged superhero stories. That would be so great for Adrian Carter. In the Mm -hmm. the comics world, they took the experiments they wanted to recreate with Captain America and experimented on black people, much like black people were experimented on with syphilis cure and all these other things like that. Um, it would have been poignant, it would have been relevant, it would have been something that uh, I think a lot of us would like to see, mm. but it looks like they didn't quite get that in. But it's something that's in their mind, so it doesn't mean we're not going to eventually see it. Because they also promised to be black people in this one, and they did it. Mm-hmm. So, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I, I've actually really liked, I've liked the season, but I feel like this season is a lot slower than season one. I'd agree. It wasn't until episode eight with the Edge of Mystery where just everything yes. happened yes. that it was like, oh my god, and now we've got one more episode left. Right. We were talking about this right mm. before your podcast, mm. that we think that Agent Carter should be a full show and not a miniseries. Mm-hmm. It just, it's so hard when you only have eight episodes, ten episodes, twelve episodes, yes. and you're working in a system that's used to 20, 22, 24, mm-hmm. to tell a story that is not only, as far as the plot goes, very interesting, but develops all these characters and then introduces new ideas. Mm-hmm. And frankly, I'm sorry to anyone who's a fan, Agent Carter's a thousand times better than Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes, really, it is. It is. So... It, 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 absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't even allowed to say this in my book. Like, they had to message me back and be like, can, you, can we change this sentence? But, like, it did better when season one premiered and the second episode. They both did better than the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episodes that were, like, that same week. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's just a better show, even in ratings. And the problem is that any show needs a little ramp up, right? Mm-hmm. All of the Flash, Arrow, some of y'all still watching Gotham, Lord knows, I don't know why. Um, but these, these shows have, like, the first few episodes we're like, this is corny. Because you mm-hmm. have to get us into that world. You have to introduce these characters and mm-hmm. then we have to fall in love with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there are plenty of us who are willing to fall in love with them immediately because we loved 
Peggy from the movie or because mm. we just like that kind of character. But she's not going to be the character that everyone falls in love with, right? Just yep. like in any show, you may not love the main character. They might be this character, the side character, the wife, the girlfriend, mm-hmm. the best friend, the other superhero, the villain. And we're never really given the, the marinating time that we need to get over the awkward phase in mm-hmm. Agent Carter. And I think it would help so much, especially with this season. I think Absolutely. it would help with some of the supporting characters, too. Like, Jack Thompson is a character that I think needs more development because he's a character who I constantly have problems with. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like if you had more time to sit with him, and you really never understand where he's coming from except for that one episode in the first season. I think if you knew more about that, then it would, A, give Chuck Michael Murray more to play because I don't think he's got a lot to right. do. Yeah. Uh, and I think it would make him more empathetic as a character. Right. Because he, he's kind of treading back on the same ground, like exactly. you said. And if, if we had more time with him, maybe there would be a better reason. I do love that they're making him this this character that's so easily manipulated and mm-hmm. showing the danger of constantly trying to get approval, though. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I also like that, you know, with these recent episodes, he is a little more multifaceted where... He, you see him like immediately regret the decisions he makes mm-hmm. and try to make them better and try to keep Peggy and everybody away from it because he's like, oh, fuck, I screwed up. This isn't right. Well, and Ninja Mystery, he even yeah. goes so far as to team up with the good guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's just like, it's nice to see that kind of empathy and like realism in characters. I mean, my my biggest complaint is that I've always loved Chief Souza, but he's just a, a doe-eyed like girl. I mean, not, not girl, but like a doe-eyed uh, he, he, not love interest, but he is a love yeah, interest. Like interest. He is yeah. a love interest, and that's it. That's the only reason he's they here. They treat him the way they usually treat female characters. It's exactly. just like, it's like win on Supergirl is the same is the same kind of problem. Everything right. about his character is about Peggy, and that I mean, like I understand that they had to give him motivations, but I think that that is the stupidest possible thing you could do. Like, see, I actually didn't get that vibe from him personally. For me, I was thinking, wow, this season really shows what a good Chief Sousa is because he's so able to balance everyone around him. Mm-hmm. He's able to be calm and level-headed and use people's strengths and use people's weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Um, which is funny because now that you pointed out, like, oh, I guess, yeah, everything was, he moved here because of Agent Carter. Yeah. And, like, now, I don't like that he's very suddenly not with his fiance anymore because yeah. of reasons. Yeah. I that hate was that weird. female oh, intuition nonsense. Right, that's like, bullshit. Yeah. But I do, I do like. I'm that. not gonna look at my man who's like, oh my god, my friend came in here bleeding. I'm a little traumatized, and be like, you love her. I'm gonna be like, damn, no, real close friend. <laughs> She's bleeding on my couch. But but because Susan's in charge, an interesting thing is that we get characters like Dr. Samberly and Rose mm-hmm. really get a chance to come into their own. Whereas mm-hmm. if Thompson were leading this West Coast Avengers version of the team, <laughs> we wouldn't have that. And I think Rose is amazing. Thank you, yes, Rose. I did love that. And um, I love that they make her sexy. That, like, right. Sam really, like, wants her so yeah, bad. Absolutely. And she's like, no. <laughs> I, I love that she's such a badass. Yeah. And, and she serves. So cool. And she serves. Yes. Awesome. She, she is a great character. Because mm-hmm. I hate that stereotype that, oh, a bigger woman can't be a love interest and can't be sexy. I'm sorry. I live here in this skin. <laughs> and, I, and I get told I'm sexy all the goddamn time. Uh, and you don't even have to throw people into walls. Yeah. Not once have oh. I had to. I will say I am a little disappointed that there are not more women of color um, because all the women of color pretty mm-hmm. much are playing the roles that we've constantly complained that women of color play, which is Mates. I'm the maid and I'm the nanny and I'm the concession lady mm-hmm. at the theater who you don't even fucking think when I gave you a free-ass fucking ticket. Seriously. Sorry. That made me so bad. <laughs> hey, she was, she was an under five. She doesn't matter. <laughs> Say thank you. <laughs> anyway, um, so I, I do wish that the show had done a little more about not doing that, uh, you know, if, if we're going to actually address that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, but I mean, uh, overall, I'm really, I'm really enjoying these last few episodes of Agent Carter. I really wish that it had more time because the whole uh, like initial part of this season has been so slow, and like the last season was, it was Peggy Carter doing what we expect and doing like the what she's best at, which is having these elaborate fight scenes, right. which is like huge. Like when I grew up, I was all about. Girls in fight scenes. Like, I was a Xena kid, yes. and if the fight scene wasn't, like, five minutes long, I was like, what the heck's going on right. here? So, I, I miss that a lot. Um, and I love that she's a brawler in the fights, too. Yes. She's not a finesse mm-hmm. fighter. She's, like, knock them down, Ooh, drag them yeah. by the hair. Hit them until they can't stand can't back stand up. up. Right, like, yeah. that's, a, like, a true fighter. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, there was one more thing that bothered me about um, Peggy, mm-hmm. and it is that she is making a lot of terrible decisions. Yes. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. talked about that. She's not a great planner, which again is weird because she's been in the military, she's had military training, she's right. been presented as a peer of Captain America, but mm-hmm. she can't think through, like, this is obviously a trap, but we're gonna go anyway. I hate that trope. Yes. It's yeah. so annoying. I, I don't like that Peggy's really led by passion this season, yeah. too. Yeah. It's like, and, and I mean, like, I loved, don't get me wrong, I loved that opening number in episode nine, but it encompassed everything I had wrong, yeah. that I thought was wrong with the series, is like, the love triangle is this big focus of the number, and it's like, I know, and it's fun, but, like... I don't think most of us care. No, we don't. We want Peggy to have a love interest. We want her to eventually find love and happiness, blah, blah, blah. But we are way more interested in Peggy Mm -hmm. than anything else. And they got real CW this season. Yeah. And I think if you're going to... CW ratings are killing it. Right, so I think (laughs) if you're going to go there, you need to go all the way Mm -hmm. and give it a full season to do that. Yeah. Um, Because your love interests become more complex. They become more... Iris is more than... What? What is? What? Oh, what? I think you're playing the thing. Everybody, be quiet. Where did it go? The computer is talking. What's happening? Okay. Awesome. (laughs) Fantastic. Sarah's got like fifty billion tabs open right now. It's a truce. Ah, I found it and I closed it. Everything's fine. There we go. Yay! That was amazing. Yes. What do you think? I was like, which one of y'all's talking to me right now? <laughs> that didn't really sound like what we were talking about. Oh, so good. So, oh, so um, good. Oh, so good. <laughs> so we had intended to keep talking, but we're actually running up on time. Do you want to briefly talk about Legends of Tomorrow? Um, I really like, see, a lot of people are very critical of Legends of Tomorrow, and I could be very critical of Legends of Tomorrow, but I saw that first episode and I was like, this is a goofy superhero show. Like, it has... The one thing I like about that show is it's very open about what it is. It's like, this is going to be cheesy, this is going to be dumb, this is going to be fan fiction, but we've got all these great characters, except for Hawkman, who sucks. Well, don't worry about him. Not as bad as Hawkgirl. I'm so mad about the way Hawkman and Hawkgirl have been, like, taking... Like, handled in the CW shows. This is my biggest problem with it. And the most so important thing is that Wentworth Miller's hot as fuck in this show. What's so weird about <laughs> it is, like, you have a great hot girl template mm-hmm. in the cartoons. Mm-hmm. There are multiple cartoons in which Hot Girl is done perfectly. Mm-hmm. And I don't get why no one's looking at Like, okay, I understand they don't want to look at comics. It's not as easy to translate comics Well, and the, the into Hawks TV. in comics have a lot more bad than good. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's a lot of different, and changes and different mm-hmm. things, whatever. But, like, 
we have successful cartoons with these characters that are very well loved. Like, why wouldn't you take some notes from that? Mm-hmm. Um, I like that she's a woman of color, but like, yeah, but they picked the wrong woman of color. Right? Like, she's, she's so awful. terrible. She's awful. And then I can't really like her. Me. I can't really like her because I'm like, you're bad. I only like you because you're a woman of color, and it's the only reason I want you to succeed. So that was my big gripe: is that like going into Legends of Tomorrow, all the interviews were like, "This is Hot Girl's story. Hot Girl's got this," and it's not. It's everyone telling Hot Girl what to do. It's everyone saying, like, well, we had a baby in this era, so right. now we're in love. I was like, how dare you tell her that y'all need to be in love? And then he's like, never mind, you're right. I need to let you fall in love with me. And then she's like, oh, I love you now. And I'm like, <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> I would have been like, no, 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 no. I'm like, like yeah, cool, I'm going to date a little bit and then uh, let you know. Sorry, uh, Ray Palmer's right over there, so. Ew, red mouth. No. What, what did you do? when I was a kid and it was thrilling and fun but every other turn on the show was like oh why'd you do that <laughs> like I am forcing myself to watch it and I'm not enjoying it one bit mm-hmm. I feel like there's so many stereotypes that would have been funny if this was the 90s mm-hmm. so I get what you're saying about yeah. like, that kind of far back feeling but I also feel like humor should evolve. Just like how anime keeps making the joke about, ha my titties are so big, they bounced, and it's yeah. awkward for everybody. It's like, well, we've had that joke a million times. Can I have a new joke? Mm-hmm. So that's how I feel with this. It's like, we've got the snappy kid who's street smart and urban, and we've got the old man. Except Ugh. he's British, so his, his like, eubonics talk is really weird and forced. Yeah. <laughs> and we've got the, the older guy who's going to have regrets and thinks he knows right, but maybe he's not always right. Like, the only enjoyable ones are the two assholes that oh, are just, yeah. like, bad all the time. <laughs> And then we've got, um, Doctor Who. Well. <laughs> I was like, are we watching Doctor, are you watching Doctor Who? That's what I said the first time I stumbled into Legends of Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And Capone was like, no. Th- this was before Doctor, he got real snooty with me. Yeah. And I was just like, la, 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 I don't care about that. <laughs> this dude has a magical item that he uses. He's on a ship. He's time traveling. He's got a trench coat on. Like a, a brown coat. And he's worked with the doctor before. If they put him in scrubs, I'm going to lose my shit, though. <laughs> this is Doctor Who for us. Yeah. It's Doctor, it's like, he's like the 11th Doctor Companion cosplaying as the War Doctor. Yeah! Like, that's what he looks like in his little trench coat and scarf. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so I would just say, I'm, I'm not enjoying it. I feel like it treads too much ground that we've already treaded. Mm-hmm. I don't like any of the female characters, which makes yeah. me sad. You don't like White Canary? Yeah. No, I feel like she's such a, like, Action I'm girl. a train wreck. Look mm. at me. It's like, again, everyone's just such a stereotype that it's not even enjoyable. You know what really hit me about uh, Hot Girl and White Canary is the scene where they they brawled and they fought, and I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, it's going to be the scene where they bond. It's going to be great. They're going to be friends. And no, it's... It just ended really awkwardly with Hot Girl going like, I can't do it. Well, they did this weird thing where they folded in on their continuity because yeah. in the third episode, um, their Arrow premiered on Wednesday, and on Arrow they were like, Thea has bloodlust, but Sarah doesn't because Sarah was dead longer and mm-hmm. Lazarus pitched right. and nonsense. And then the next day on Legends, Sarah was like, I have bloodlust, and it's like, No, you fucking don't. Yeah, you, you told me that you don't. That you don't. <laughs> yes. Uh, really, 
briefly to Arrow. Um, sibling chemistry in shows and movies. Mm-hmm. I feel Tough. like none of these writers have siblings. Like, <laughs> I feel the, like none of them are women either. The first mm-hmm. time I watched it, I was like, is that his second wife? Like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and and Cap- again, I watched all my shit with Cap on because I don't watch TV. Uh, he was like, no, no, that's his sister. I'm like, the fuck? No, it's not. Uh, <laughs> I don't sit up on my sister like this when I talk to her. I don't gently stroke her hand. Well, it's TV, like, you know? We gotta be really close but together. But they always do that. Yeah. They always make it like brother and sister bonds are like creepy. Right, because mm-hmm. with my brother, I'm like, you can't get the fuck away. Right. Right. Like, you smell. Get away. Get away. <laughs> like, that is a Brother sister relationship, not like this is my Ooh. sister. <laughs> I just tickled up in your armpit. I'm sorry, you okay? I have really sharp nails. No, I'm sorry. I'm bleeding. I'm sorry. <laughs> She's bleeding a little. It's, it's okay. A little armpit blood. Who cares? Uh, what's a little armpit blood? Uh, okay, do we want to talk about that random on... comment? I know it is. Oh, he was giving. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he yes, was, he I was agree. a stalker. He was a, like weirdly like controlling. Controlling, yes. Yeah, like that. I don't know. When I, everything about Hawkman was like that dude might like hit his wife. Like, <laughs> I just like that he's like a <laughs> foot shorter than everybody. I, I thought that was a good time. <laughs> It's very very sad role for that white guy who got that role. Falkenshel, yeah, yeah, Falkenshel. This some this awesomely Scandinavian. Yeah, do we want to touch on anything else? Uh, <laughs> Supergirl is super fun. Keep supporting it so that more episodes by Lexi Alexander can yeah because can fuck everyone who's watching X Files instead Dude, and killing the also ratings. yeah fuck exactly you twice. everyone was like oh X Files you know what all you got your shit were David, wrecked David you got your shit wrecked. looks like he was stuffed into a sausage uh-huh. yeah. just watch Supergirl because Metcalf Brooks sometimes takes his shirt off yes oh, didn't they say like somebody who's like wife was on Supergirl was tweeting about X-Files and someone called no. him out like, uh, like oh, no. they were like hey your wife is premiering on Supergirl tonight what are you doing oh, I bet it was can't you DVR uh, <laughs> X-Files and I was like ooh get my tea out and from what I hear <laughs> X-Files ended on like the least satisfying note in the world so you know what banger, yeah, yeah like, now you can watch Supergirl and go catch up on all those episodes cause you're you've got five episodes on CBS.com to watch at least do we? Do we? It is really show. great how um, easy it is to find a lot of our shows now and things like Hulu mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It's pretty, we live in a magical time. Yay! We are lucky. Um, so we are going to wrap up because it is way over time. Our mm-hmm. next show is on March 9th. Uh, follow Woman Up Show for more details because remember we've got, we're going to start streaming monthly. Whee! And we also have uh, the live feed of Young Justice Season 2 coming up so we got a lot mm-hmm, going on. Mm-hmm. And where can we find you, Ashley? You can find me on Twitter at Ashley V. Robinson. You can find me at Facebook.com slash Ash Victoria Robinson. And you can find me on YouTube.com slash Jawin. J-A-W-I-N. That's where almost all of my videos live. Whee! All over the internet. Jawin like that, right? I can never remember. J-A-W-I-I. I, I, I thought so, but then it's I said Jason like William Inman is a really sweet <laughs> word that. Uh, don't tweet me that you love me or that you hate me because I won't answer you. Don't give a fuck. <laughs> uh, that was my favorite thing. There was a picture of me and someone who interviewed me at Long Beach Comic Expo. Yes, that was a name. You were super famous. Yeah. For no reason. Yeah, that whole weekend. It was funny. Uh, but somebody was like, you were, I think you were both hot. And I was just like, didn't anybody fucking ask your whole ass how I look? I'm telling you to learn about Agent Carter. Go click the link and learn about Agent Carter. I didn't say, hey, am I hot? Go fuck yourself. I don't need your validation. I know I'm hot. She looks in the mirror and instead, like, she doesn't move, but her reflection does. It's like, hey. I feel like your reflection is RuPaul. <laughs> My like reflection a sassy black lady. is RuPaul. Just 
lots of hair, super yes. small. Um, so we have a YouTube channel. Yay! No I'm going to post the link for it. Make sure that you subscribe. Please subscribe. We're about to get a direct URL. It just turns out that YouTube's, um, well, we knew this, YouTube's a piece of shit. Yay! And they've decided that Woman Up Podcast is not available as a YouTube channel. Although it clearly is, mm-hmm. uh, I looked it up and it specifically says this channel does not exist. Mm-hmm. Whatever, we're trying to work that out. Until we do, uh, we still are using this Bitly link. Remember that the uh, W U's and S's are capitalized for it to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are only posting video. God, you just go yawn in the goddamn. I'm podcast. sorry. I couldn't <laughs> help it. We only <laughs> post videos and promos for videos, so only four <laughs> videos a month. So we're not like filling up your feed or anything like that. Um, and you can follow me at Sarah the Rebel. And you can follow me at oh, Katrina O-H-C-A-T-R-I-N-A. And please give us a listen on allgames.com slash whoop, W-P. Um, or you can listen to us at uh, iTunes. You can either just search for us in Google, Woman Up Podcast iTunes, um, or you can go to bit.ly slash whoop iTunes. Woo! So we're going to see you on the 9th. Yes! But until then... Party down. And whoop, whoop up! up!